0: Hey, listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks! Hey, Terry. Hey, Melinda. How, are, How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I am super excited because I think this is going to be a very interesting episode.
0: Oh, I'm excited too, then. Yeah. You want to yes. say you're welcome? Sure. Welcome to the history of everything. Six.
1: Awesome. Very Just, romantic, actually. Thank you. Thank you. But um our, our subject isn't very romantic. So I'm glad oh. that we got the romance out of the way.
0: Yeah. Well, but happy to oblige. On this episode,
1: we are discussing the history of toxic shock syndrome oh. and the Rely mm-hmm. Tampon scandal. Very cool. I'm so excited to hear, right?
0: about, hear about this. I've I I feel like I know everything and nothing about <laughs> toxic shock syndrome.
1: That's exactly how I felt going into this. Yep. And now I know more of nothing.
0: Oh, great. <laughs> Let's so, share the nothing with the world. Exactly.
1: And we'll talk a little bit about kind of like the history of tampons, but I don't want to <clears> go <throat> too much into it because I feel like I, I want to do another episode that's really about the history of tampons. But,
0: oh, okay, you know,
1: of course, we got to do a little bit of background to kind of lead up to the whole toxic shock syndrome thing. OK. OK. So the word tampon comes from a French word, tampion, tampion which means cloth stopper. Interesting. Well, that's a
0: perfect name.
1: I know. Could Exactly
0: you... what it is. <clears throat> it literally, it's a cloth stopper.
1: Right. Yeah. Now, apparently, even in ancient Rome, women were smart enough to figure out that you could put something inside your vagina to absorb the menstrual blood. Roman women fashioned a rudimentary tampon out of wool, And in ancient Indonesia, they used vegetable fibers. In Africa, they used grass. And in Japan, women used paper. So we're nothing if not creative. They listed eight uses for a tampon, including a way to get medication into the vagina, preventing the uterus from prolapsing and to absorb vaginal discharge. Using mm-hmm. tampons for periods was not on the list. That's, that's not, like, Leave it to a man, right? <clears throat> right. It wasn't until 1931 that the tampon was developed specifically for menstrual blood. Mm-hmm. So in 1931, Colorado physician Dr. Earl Haas made a roll of cotton, placed it in a cardboard applicator and had a string attached for removal from the vagina. Mm -hmm. He patented the tampon in 1933. Gertrude Tendrick, what a name, Mm -hmm. um, a smart, savvy businesswoman, bought the patent from Dr. Haas and created the first company to manufacture and sell tampons to the public. Mm. She went from making them at home To mass producing them. And that's when Tampax was born. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to talk too much about tampons. So I'm going to save the rest of that for another episode. So we're going to fast forward to 1975. By then, there were multiple companies selling tampons. Of course, Mm. everyone was always looking for a less expensive, better quality material to make products in an effort Mm -hmm. to make more money. Right. This is when Cincinnati-based Procter & Gamble decided to put a dog in the fight.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) But P&G didn't want to just create the same boring tampons that women could already buy. They had a top-notch research and development team that could come up with a superior, more convenient, more useful tampon for the women of the world. Hmm. So with some of the smartest scientists on board, Procter and Gamble came up with a completely new concept. Rely tampons were very different from the standard bullet-shaped, dense cotton tampon. Rely tampons were more like sacks of sponges and gel. The oh. spon- mm-hmm. it looks so odd. You have to—you have to look hmm, at it. I will. Yeah. The sponges were cubes of foam, and the gel was a substance called carboxymethyl cellulose.
0: And the go ahead is that kind of what is in a diaper? Hmm.
1: You know, in diapers, yeah, it's yeah. like that
0: um gel. Some right. of the that gel. It, it might be. I don't know. Like it's like super wet. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a I good question. I was just wondering. I don't know. Now, okay. the reason this was so innovative. Was that this tampon could swell up really big, and not just lengthwise, but also widthwise, which mm. is new, meaning that it could be left in the vagina for a really long time without any blood leaking around it. Mm. Right, which in theory sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now, after rigorous testing for quality and safety, something that Procter & Gamble has always been outstanding for, Mm -hmm. The marketing department swung into action. From 1975 to 1978, 45 million samples of the new Rely tampon were sent via mail to women throughout the U.S. Mm. In August 1978, Rely tampons were available for purchase in stores. Okay. So now let's switch gears and talk about toxic shock syndrome. Mm Mm-hmm. Dr. James Todd and Dr. Mark Fishot from Children's Hospital of Denver, along with Frank Kappel from Ohio State University, and Thomas Welsh from Herkimer Memorial Hospital in New York, all got together to discuss a new, unique set of symptoms that had been seen in seven boys and girls aged 8 to 17 between 1975 and 1977. Now, can we just stop and realize how crazy it is that in a time before computers or the internet, these doctors were able to recognize seven patients over two or three years that all had the same symptoms. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, but apparently the cases stood out enough that, you know, they got this attention. Mm-hmm. The symptoms were a high fever low blood pressure, a sunburn-like rash, and peeling of the skin on the hands and feet. Hmm. Now, Dr. Todd published their findings, including the common link of positive tests for Staphylococcus aureus Mm -hmm. in the medical journal called The Lancet in 1978. These men also named the illness Toxic Shock Syndrome. So that's when they came up with the name. Now, luckily, pediatric residents were taught about this in school, even though it was so rare, because later when Dr. Jeffrey Davis, a big wig at the Wisconsin Division of Health, was made aware of three patients at the Wisconsin School of Medicine, all exhibiting a strange combination of symptoms, he was pretty sure that they had TSS. All were women and all had gotten sick with their last menstrual period. By the end of January, the following year, 1980, four more cases in Madison, Wisconsin had been hospitalized with the same illness. Now, Dr. Davis spread the word to the practitioners of Wisconsin, look out for TSS, and if you suspect it, report it. The CDC also became interested. So lots of data was collected, Research studies were done by September nineteenth of nineteen eighty, the CDC published data which specifically stated that TSS was related to the use of Rely tampons.
0: Yikes, that's pretty uh that's not, that's not so good. Not so good. Not so good. And you so, know, yeah. could you have could they have thought of any more frightening of a name? Than rely or TSS? Uh, toxic shock syndrome right (laughs) Right. i mean unless they called it like toxic shock death right right yeah but yeah yeah, i remember reading about it you know what i mean on the back of the tampon box and whatever but it just sound sounded just terrible it's absolutely terrifying yeah i
1: totally agree with you so what the heck is going on okay so let's break this down first i will tell you that toxic shock syndrome does not only affect women who wear tampons Men and children also get toxic shock syndrome. The illness is caused by a certain strain of staph bacteria, which can get into anyone's blood through accidental cuts or scrapes or from surgery. Some cases are found to be caused by group A strep bacteria. Most people have these bacteria on their skin or in their nose naturally all the time, and lots of women may have a few of them in their vagina. A majority of us have already built up antibodies to staph and strep bacteria. So, while TSS is occasionally seen in males and elderly people, the most at-risk group of people are those who use tampons. Apparently, using tampons while on your period triggers a few things. For one, the vagina is usually acidic But menstrual blood changes the pH to a more bacteria-friendly level. Even now, it's not exactly understood how tampons play a part in causing TSS. But there are some pretty well-educated guesses. The Rely tampons in particular caused so many more women to get TSS because the foam cubes and the expanding gel Not only introduced oxygen and carbon dioxide into the vagina, it also gave the bacteria a great place to get comfortable and start making trouble. Right, right. Right. Now, the gel that PNG used is the same stuff that's used in foods like pudding and ice cream to thicken them. It's also called grass, which makes no sense to me. That part I couldn't understand. Um, And obviously, it's non-toxic because you can eat it. So right. when it goes through the digestive system, it's non-toxic. Mm-hmm. The big draw to these particular tampons was twofold. One, the fact that it expanded widthwise meant that there was very little chance of leaking, which was m- the complaint most women had about other tampons. Mm-hmm. And two, that it was so absorbent that it could last for many hours. So even before the TSS Association was realized, some women learned that it wasn't a great idea to leave the tampons in place for too long, because mm-hmm. it would keep absorbing and keep expanding, making removal sometimes
0: extremely traumatic. Yikes! Like, oh shit! Like, if, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <just, I> and <laughs> thinking, just yeah. mm. it could get
1: real big. <clears throat>
0: so, TSS.
1: The CDC formed a more specific definition of the illness. It had to include a fever greater than 102 degrees Fahrenheit, the sunburn-like rash, which can be all over the body, healing skin, and low blood pressure, plus at least three other systems had to be involved. So these examples could be like your neurological symptoms. You could have a headache, loss of consciousness, confusion. Um, Your kidneys could be involved. They could start shutting down. Your liver function could start to go down the hill. Um, GI stuff like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain. Um, You could develop red eyes like conjunctivitis. You could have trouble breathing, muscle pain. So it goes without saying that this is a nasty, devastating syndrome. Mm -hmm. It can lead to shock, coma, permanent organ damage. And, of course, death. And the diagnosis also has to rule out measles and Lyme disease before they can definitively say it's
0: TSS.
1: (laughs) Now, in the United States, about three out of 100,000 people get TSS every year. And not all of those are people who have periods. Blood tests and skin or wound cultures are used to confirm the diagnosis. And considering that it's a bacterial infection, antibiotics are used to treat it.
0: If, and so you go said, ahead. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. You said three in a hundred thousand. Yeah. Per year. Yes. That's, uh, I thought it'd be more than that. Yeah. I don't know why. I actually feel like that's still a
1: lot. Okay. So th- three out of a hundred thousand people. So for every hundred thousand so people,
0: people, three of them. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> we'll get TSS each year. Yeah. If a tampon or menstrual cup is still in place when this is diagnosed, it should be removed immediately. For sure. Obviously. Uh, while the antibiotics are working to kill the bugs, other treatments are used to help the patient. IV fluids to keep them hydrated, pain medications, blood pressure stabilizing medications, And then, of course, cleaning any possible sources of infection, like wounds or incisions. Now, from May 23rd to June 27th of 1980, basically one month, Mm -hmm. more than 50 more cases had been diagnosed. Hmm. By September of 1980, more states had started statewide surveillance systems. And by September 19th, there had been 299 reported cases of TSS, including 25 deaths. Mm. So if you remember, there had been seven cases in three years originally when they came up with the name for this illness. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, wham, bam, you got 300 cases in like six months. Well, 10 months. Mm -hmm. So there was obviously something going on. 71% 70, 71% of these cases were women who used Rely tampons. Mm. 19% used Playtex tampons. Okay. On September 22nd, so three days after that original, um, after the CDC published their findings, on September 22nd, P&G voluntarily suspended the sale of Rely tampons, mm. even though they said your evidence is not good. It's not showing how are you gonna tell the C D C that their evidence isn't good. Right. Right. I mean, you are really fool of yourself if you're gonna challenge the CDC's Yeah, right, you know, findings. Right. They but you know, you're PNGs, so okay. Mm-hmm. Three days later, they officially took the tampons off the market permanently. So, you know, they they did what they needed to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, They issued warnings and even started a media campaign. At the same time, the FDA started creating a warning label for tampons, the same warning label that is still on all boxes of tampons. Okay. By January of 1981, four months later, the number of TSS cases in the United States was half of what it had been in July of 1980. Oh, wow. Right. Now, you would have thought it would be even less, right? But yeah. mm-hmm. but when Rely tampons were about to be pulled from shelves, some people who liked them ran out and bought up as many as they could. Oh. Bought so, all the ones they could get their hands on. Jeez. Yeah, and just kept using them until they ran out of them. Even though they were... Dangerous. They were dangerous. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, they probably read that thing that said... We don't think that the CDC knows what they're talking about. Right. Probably. So eventually the court cases began. Uh, According to an article from the New York Times on March 20th, 1982, the first case was an 18 year old girl from Denver who was suing Procter and Gamble for $25 million. Claiming she became deathly sick after using rely tampons. After a 20-hour deliberation, the jury found p at fault for marketing an unsafe product. Mm-hmm. And according to the article, when that was read, the girl looked at her parents and smiled real big. However, they did not award the plaintiff a single dime. One, because there was some good evidence that she never had TSS, mm-hmm. but rather probably had the flu. And two, because she said having TSS ruined the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And yet, six months after her illness, she had written an essay for school bragging about all of her recent accomplishments. Mm. So, she, so uh, she fucked herself. Right. You didn't have it in the first place. Now you want all this money. Now you aren't. Right. Exactly. So when they said she wouldn't get any money, that smile quickly disappeared off of her face.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, according to the article, this case was the first of 400 cases that had been filed against p mm-hmm. for damages after using Rely tampons. It also states that for the CDC, more than 1,500 cases of TSS, including 84 deaths, had been reported in all. Wow. In 1982... Both P&G and the 18-year-old from that first case appealed the decision. Mm -hmm. And she did end up getting enough to, quote, cover her expenses, but the exact amount was never revealed. Hmm. So she at least got something. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And she's like, it's not about the money. We really just wanted P&G to say they're sorry. Right, right, right. The second trial against PNG was brought by the husband of a woman in Iowa who had died of TSS Mm. after using relied tampons. He won and was awarded $300,000. So I'm not sure overall how much Procter & Gamble had to pay or how many people were awarded compensation. But I can say that PNG definitely had done a lot of testing mm-hmm. before they put the Rely tampons on the market. For example, they tested the tampons' individual components for safety on 1,332 women, which is said to equal 730 woman years of tampon use, <laughs> whatever a woman year is. Right,
0: <laughs> are we yeah. like dogs? right there you have a we're like trees uh, <laughs> count they- our rings
1: <laughs> they did acute one week tests as well as longer two-year tests on animals all of mm-hmm. which were negative for toxicity to check for risks of cancer and birth defects the researchers made little teeny tiny tampons and used them in mice to collect oh data. Oh never. my god! Oh, what do you do for a living? I make oh little teeny god. tiny tampons
0: for I mice. Put tiny tampons and <laughs> mice. That is crazy! Isn't that crazy? Are you going to give them a little tiny people magazine to look at when they're I'm on their period? A little little tiny chocolates. <laughs> <A> little <laughs> tiny <laughs> little tiny.
1: Now tampons. bonbons. <laughs> now, ultimately, it turns out the issue with these tests was that they were. There are way too many variables for any tests to be dependable. Every woman's vagina has different amounts and types of bacteria naturally there.
0: Mm-hmm. Even
1: the same woman can have a different mix of vaginal va- bacteria from one mm-hmm. day to the next. I mean, I like to switch it up. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> gosh, got to be a little bit unpredictable. Right, right, yeah.
0: right. Uh, a little some... mystery. <laughs>
1: Some women already have antibodies to some strains of staph and strep bacteria and others do not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when everything eventually came out, CDC researchers even went to the Procter & Gamble manufacturing facilities to see if maybe the tampons had been contaminated before they were even out on the shelves. Maybe that's what was causing the infections. But all the tests came out clean and negative. Right. Right so couldn't blame it on that right so that is the history of toxic shock syndrome and rely tampons
0: that is crazy i'm trying to draw a teeny tiny mouse tan rat <laughs> tampon
1: but i do have a little true and false game
0: yay true and false.
1: <laughs> yes 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 do uh, I have 10 true or falses for you here. Okay. Hey, okay, are you ready for the number one? Number one, bring it. Okay. Number one, true or false? Your risk of getting toxic shock syndrome decreases if you use less absorbent tampons.
0: I'm going to say true. That is true. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I think it even says that on the tampon boxes like to use like the smallest you can get away with kind of a thing. Right, right. You know, right. as opposed to using the super big ones when you're just spotting. Right, right. Gotcha. Good job. Okay, number 2. Okay. Tampons and pads are considered medical devices by the FDA. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. I thought I thought maybe that had actually changed
1: right before all this happened. Oh, like did it right in the early seventies. So yes, they are yes regulated nice. by the FDA as medical devices.
0: Nice. Number three. Number. I'm two. I'm two for two. Two for two. You're at a hundred percent. I'm at a hundred percent. We should stop. We should. I knew you're
1: going to say that. <laughs> <Let's> just <cut. laughs> All right. Number three. Over ninety percent of women use tampons regularly uh i'd say true false oh okay it is more than 70 percent okay but not quite as high as 90 percent okay um number four in all 50 states tampons are taxed as luxury
0: items huh um I'm gonna say false just because we had them at, we're called medical things.
1: Well, it is false, but still forty states in the United States tax them as luxury items.
0: Oh wow. So they have I a like, higher mm-hmm. that was a a tricky question. I know, right? You worded it tricky. But mm-hmm. um yes, that's uh that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh number five while only 3% of women
1: in the United States use tampons without applicators you know those little ob ones that you yeah, use your they can just to shove put up in. there yeah mm-hmm. okay so 3% of women in the US use those 97% of women in Europe use those true or false the ob mm-hmm. well the ones that don't have applicators the ones that don't,
0: I, i'm going to say true
1: it is true.
0: Yeah, I I just see them as being more like a what's the word I'm looking for? environmentally like environmentally conscious, yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. and I honestly don't
1: know if that's why they do it, but apparently that's what they do.
0: I think they're yeah, I think I think we can be awfully lazy. Oh, I yes
1: we yeah. can. Absolutely. Yep. All right, number 6. Once a tampon is made and packaged, It expires in five years.
0: Oh. I'm going to say false. It's true. Oh, I thought it could be less than that.
1: They can start to grow mold after five years. Don't be using no goddamn moldy tampon. You think toxic shock is bad. Oh, right. (laughs) You use that moldy tampon, you've got worse things coming your way. Right, right. And they also said that you know, if you keep one like in your purse for emergencies, and it's in there for a while, if it's probably not a good idea to just kind of keep on carrying that sucker for a long time. So, well,
0: and also, you know, the packaging is sometimes somewhat porous, or you know what I mean. And Mm -hmm. you have all kinds of stuff and germs in your.
1: And it even said like, like if you think about it, if it's your your pocketbook. in your pocketbook <laughs> in your hot pocket if it's in your um purse and then like it can get like perfume it can get right right dust it can get you know whatever you else carry. Temp- yeah
0: temper- temperature temperature <laughs> changes
1: yeah okay number 7 uh-huh. and an early design for a tampon applicator involved a wooden rod and a glass tube
0: that makes sense it kind of sounds like something. I mean, it sounds like it would work.
1: You going to say true then?
0: I'm going to say true.
1: You're right. And I bet uh. that shit was made by a man.
0: Oh, of course it was. <laughs> He's like, I got something for you, cuter. Here. This is really thin <laughs> glass. So don't move. Be careful. <laughs> don't bend at all. Don't kegel. Stand as straight as you can. No, for love of God, don't kegel. <laughs> Number uh, eight. Mm-hmm.
1: The first country to make pads and tampons free for everyone was
0: Iceland. Ah. Oh, I think that's a uh, if that's not true, you really picked a good one. I'm gonna say true. False. Ah, uh, is it Norway? Close. Is it is it Switzerland? Scotland. Scotland yeah that wasn't a Scottish accent I just did (laughs) it was mine I don't (laughs) I just I have no idea
1: all right number nine due to a shortage in supply tampon prices increased by over 12 percent from October 2021 to October
0: 2022 I'm going to say true it is true yeah yeah
1: and we I bet sh- it had to do with COVID, but th- it didn't specifically say right, that. Right, right. It makes, but I'm, compl- I'm sure it, it makes it sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Okay. On January 1st, 2021, mm-hmm. Mexico City, the capital of Mexico,
0: mm-hmm.
1: outlawed tampons with plastic applicators.
0: i say true. It is true. It is. Wow. Yep. Why did they, they do that?
1: They outlawed anything that was single use plastic. Oh. So obviously, thank yeah. God those yes. applicators oh.
0: are single. Yes, 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 yes. So,
1: yes, uh, because of environmental yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's Mexico cool. Mexico City. Look at you getting way you, ahead Mexico of your Mexico City. Right. Actually paying attention.
0: Right. Caring about the earth and whatnot.
1: I know, right?
0: So, what do you think Crazy. about that talk?
1: Have you ever known anybody to have toxic shock? No me neither mm-hmm. i had a friend whose niece had it um but that's the only time i've ever heard yeah. of anybody in real life having it
0: yeah no uh i'm surprised that we don't come across that more you know what i mean right three hundred thousand people i'm right, sure we know a right. hundred thousand people oh i know a hundred thousand people right what well, three of you aren't telling me about I your know. toxic shock syndrome <laughs> see right right man well that's very and thank you for that sure it's uh
1: that's kind of like a psa because i think everybody needs to know about this because when it
0: happens it happens fast right fast and not to be not to be taken lightly correct yeah
1: all right so that's the story it's a short one i
0: like it well great thank you full of
1: information
0: it was so and make sure that on your scotland
1: there you go, Scotland. How do you say it? Say good on you, Scotland. Good
0: on you, Scotland. Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. so... Let's have some second breakfast.
1: Second breakfast? No, it's just nothing. Okay. So, that. If that's what we do, I'm going to say it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so make sure everybody takes a quick second to Google what the Rely tampon looks like because it's yeah. kind of creepy. Oh, I'm totally going to Google it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fascinating. So.
0: But anyway, that's my
1: whole
0: story. Well, it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. See you next time. Talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.